right, for those of you who are just coming in, there are definitely still seats up front. So good evening and welcome to the Meet the Artist interview sponsored by the Center for Dance Education. My name is Caroline Giese and I am the assistant to senior executive staff at San Francisco Ballet. I am very pleased to be here tonight at the War Memorial Opera House on this very chilly evening, May 10th, 2013. It is a pleasure to welcome all of our guests here in the Opera House and those who will eventually listen online. I do have to tell you that there is a delay in posting the podcasts of these interviews due to technical reasons. So we hope to have them up as soon as possible, but it could be as late as June. But in the meantime, you can peruse past interviews, videos, company information, all on our website, sfballet.org. So tonight, I'm very happy to be here with Damien Smith, principal dancer. Welcome, Damien. Good evening. <laughs> right, Damien is from New South Wales, Australia, and Damien has had a long and very impressive career with San Francisco Ballet. He joined the company in 1996 and was promoted to soloist two years later and he rose to the rank of principal in 2001. Damien is known for his expressive, dramatic roles in story ballets, such as Tybalt in Romeo and Juliet, Iago in Othello, the poet in Little Mermaid, and has danced principal roles in countless repertory pieces by Mark Morris, Yuri Posikov, Helgi Thomason, William Forsyth, among others. And he has danced around the world, guesting with other companies and performing in international dance festivals. So tonight on stage is Christopher Wielden's Cinderella, a co-production with Dutch National Ballet. And it's also Wielden's first full-length production for San Francisco Ballet. And Damien is no stranger to Christopher Wielden. He has created principal roles in a number of his ballets. And you also, yeah. So, so you have a long history working with Christopher Wielden on contemporary repertory pieces. So how has it been different working with Christopher on a full-length story ballet? Um. <clears throat> Well, in the past, the, uh, the work that I have collaborated and had the pleasure of working with Chris, uh, seeing that they were smaller pieces, they were a smaller cast, so it was more personable and one-on-one -on -one interaction. So with a full-length ballet, the entire company, or almost the entire company is involved, so there's a less time involved to interact. Mm -hmm. um, and also that Cinderella was a collaboration with the Dutch National Ballet, so that the choreography, the creative aspect and preparation uh, of the piece was created in Holland and with us. So we were also sharing information that was spread for dance, from dancers over there to here. Um, but, you know, working with Chris is working with Chris, <laughs> bottom line. Uh, it's a, it's a unique and uh, fantastic opportunity. All right. So obviously Christopher has grown as a choreographer since you started working with him and of course you 
grown as a dancer. Has, is there a difference between working in the studio with him compared to you know, five or eight years ago, compared to now? Is that process any different? Um, I think that there are changes with his ability, his experience, um, but there's also a change for, from my perspective as a dancer, there's trust that evolves and develops when you collaborate and work with somebody. Uh, in the beginning, Chris Wilden and I were the same age and uh, I've known him a very long time. Uh, and one of the first pieces that he did here with San Francisco Ballet was called Sea Pitches, which I was involved in. And it was a little strange because Chris retired at a young age and decided to pursue choreography and not dance. Um, it was a little strange having somebody the same age as yourself dictating and, and telling you what to do. And, um, the, and outside of the studio, we were, we were buddies. Uh, so I didn't, I, I, honestly, I didn't trust that he could handle it uh, in the beginning. <laughs> I thought, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be able to handle it. He's my age. He mustn't know what he's doing either. You know, so, um, and th that, you know, doubt or, or just, you know, perspective falls away as you start to witness the work being created and uh, performed. That's great. So you mentioned that the production was choreographed both here in San Francisco and in Holland. And how did that work exactly? And how did that influence your artistic process in the studio? Uh, well, I, I think first of all, they started with the principal roles here in San Francisco and some of the principal dancers from Holland came here to San Francisco and worked with us. Chris came and had the, however many casts um, of certain roles here in San Francisco, creating that. Um, and then we had to put it away because the San Francisco Ballet, we went on tour and <clears throat> we had other things to perform and the, he went to Holland and we sent, or the San Francisco Ballet sent some of our dancers over there, the ones who were available. Um, to go and work in Holland and they premiered it in January and now we're receiving their final product and some new information. Um, but whether something has been created on you or if it has already been produced and, and complete, there's still subtleties of applying personal aspects of that to yourself as an artist. Mm -hmm. um, and Chris fortunately is very lenient and, and um, willing to work with the people that he trusts and allowing them to have some kind of input to make it a personal approach. Mm -hmm. So that said, there is, there, are the, there is the structure of the work, but there's still a lot of freedom um, to make it fit your own individual body, um, which we all do. All right, so in this production, you dance the role of the father. And having seen the production, I think it's a very charming character. And you know, he appears throughout the ballet and, oh, sorry, and is very comical. And especially when he dances with the stepmother in the ball scene. And so can you describe where that comedy came from in the studio, you know? Did you have a part in that? How, describe that process for us. Um, <clears throat> Chris, the, the, another wonderful thing about Chris Wilden is that he can, he's a living choreographer, so you know what the actual steps are supposed to be. Um, <laughs> instead of this discrepancy about, well, I used to do it this way and I used to do it that way. Seeing the fact that he still exists and is here, 
you can get that confirmation. But he's also able to execute and demonstrate to you exactly what he wants. And he's a very, very funny man. Um, I think we would hope to at least execute closely to the way he demonstrates. Um, he could carry on. He would be a fantastic one-man show of the entire production. Um, so just witnessing Chris do it, you can get a really clear sense about what he's actually going for. Um, <clears throat> but even after the performance opens, like for instance, I did the role last night and I did, um, prior to that, I did Friday night, the opening night. Mm -hmm. And the difference is there. Uh, <clears throat> it could be a difference in my approach to the performance, but also just a subtle, um, the, What's the word? Uh, just bouncing off of one another, timing and things like that. I mean, it, it, we're not on the stage alone, so it really depends on the, the, the dynamic of the other dancers around you as well. Whether, and especially when it's comedy. Comedy is not an easy thing to do uh, or to make actually funny. Um, it's all about timing. And because the, you're sharing the stage with so many dancers, it really requires everybody to kind of be invested and involved and on the same page. Okay, <laughs> that's great. So in your role you do a lot of pantomime and acting, and is that something that has come naturally to you over your career, or is, have you gotten coaching on that? Um, yeah, I, I was given the opportunity to do some th character roles and some acting roles. Um, and I remember at first I felt humiliated because uh, you know you have to behave in a certain way in the studio. Sometimes, you know, whether it's depending on the role, if it's a fop or if it's gamache in Don Q or something like that, where you're embarrassed and and you know the other your colleagues, the other dancers are laughing at you. Or, <laughs> but I think what I've learned most is by observing others and learning what to do and what not to do. It goes both ways. Um, one thing I learned very early on was if you feel ridiculous, you look ridiculous. <laughs> so you've got to just wash that away, that insecurity, and trust yourself, <clears throat> and be willing to make mistakes and continue to just develop the role, uh, which continues to occur even after the performances have opened. Uh, it's something that's an ever-evolving um, craft that is growing. Is there someone in particular that you look up to in, in their acting and their embodiment of their character? Um, there's, I mean, I wouldn't say there's just one. Uh, there, it's not that black or white for me. There, I think that there are subtle aspects that uh, many, many people have you know, influenced me with, and I've kind of collaborated all of those things together to make it my own. So for those of you who are just coming in, I'm in conversation with principal dancer Damian Smith. And San Francisco Ballet does a lot of new work every season, and a lot of repertory work, but it's not as common to do a brand new full-length story ballet. And how have the dancers reacted to this project? And especially coming at the end of the season, how has the, the energy held up? Um, I think, you know, the end of the season's very physically demanding on the company. Um, we've done a lot of programs, and people are tired. 
Um, but I think there is um, the excitement of having this new production. And those of you who have not seen the production, you'll see what I mean. It's a really fantastic show. It's really, really exciting. Um, there's a great energy, uh, the costumes and all of those things. Um, but, you know, perhaps there's also part of that second wind that we know that the end is just around the corner, so we're pushing hard, you know. Um, but I think generally people are very excited. Mm -hmm. well. mm -hmm. Yeah, being in the audience, there's so much excitement and buzz right before the, the curtain, and I'm sure it's felt backstage, too. Well, and the, the interesting thing, too, that I'm just observing right now is that you know, the, often there's typecasting and you can get to know your colleagues so well and you can predict, oh, I'm sure that they're going to be casted for this or that, that person's going to be casted for that, like strengths and weaknesses. And because this is a new production, we're all getting to witness one another in these new roles. And one, as the performer, we're getting to explore a, a different branch of our artistry and also, as colleagues, we're getting to witness the strengths that are not always revealed to one another, uh, so that we're getting to share that. So we're kind of excited. And this, this company, I mean, it's full of dancers that <clears throat> are capable, talented, and, and brave, you know. Um, I'm really enjoying being on stage, and there's moments where I just have to stand there, and there are some of these, well, I shouldn't say younger dancers, but the entire company I refer to as younger dancers these days. <laughs> Um, just watching them kind of own the stage and, and explore things about themselves and try subtle little things and it's really nice to just watch them, you know, growing up in these moments during the production. That is so beautifully said. So as a seasoned principal dancer, do you see yourself as a teacher or a coach to newer members of the company? or? Not as well as I perhaps could. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that the things that influenced myself, me mostly, was um, by actions and demonstration, not so much predicting or, or telling one another what should or should not. But being, being a good example, um, I'm not sure how well I'm doing with that as well. But um, just encouragement. Um, and just seasoned dancer, you know, uh, it's, we, we will all have our moment in the limelight and we will have to graciously sometimes stand aside and be excited to witness that the legacy of this great company is being held by capable young artists. That's great. So the program is bittersweet. It, it is the last program in the 2013 season. Can you think back on the season and maybe tell us about a highlight for you, whether that's in your own dancing or a particular special moment for the company? You know, I'm more of an executor than a, an observer is when it comes to watching ballet. Um, I prefer to stay on that side of the orchestra pit a lot. Um, to sort of feel comfortable in my workspace. Um, I sometimes often get too nervous when I come and sit in the audience and watch production because <laughs> I feel, oh my goodness, I really am exposed up there and they can see everything, wow, you know. Um, so I'd rather just stay within my perspective on those things. <clears throat> um, but it's the things that perhaps I've witnessed for me, have been often in the studio more than on the stage, you know, the process rather than the product. Mm 
Um, and it's not just about dance for me. This company's kind of has been a family for me for so many years that, uh, you know, traveling with my colleagues and, and the staff, and we were in London, which was a, a nice experience, and, and Washington, D.C. Um, I'm just trying to absorb as much as I can. Yeah. So the next time Cinderella's brought back to the stage is in New York. And what does it mean to tour to New York as a dancer, especially in San Francisco? It's a little farther away from the typical dance centers mm -hmm. around the world. Well, I think over, it's been 18 years now since I've been with the company, and so I think I've been with the San Francisco Ballet to New York, uh, I'm guessing about six to eight times, I would say. Um, there's always a lot of pressure. Uh, there's a lot of nerves that, um, that is amongst the company because we feel that we're being exposed to a more, I don't think so though, don't get me wrong, a prestigious, opinion, audience, <laughs> what not. But the thing is, may I, is anyone here from New York? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some hands. <laughs> I love New York, by the way. I, live, I went to school in New York for a couple of years. Um, that, you know, there they have so much to compare themselves to. Right. You know, there's ABT and there's so many dance companies. It's a dance mecca internationally. <laughs> and I feel that sometimes San Francisco Ballet, because we're removed in a way that perhaps doesn't always give itself the credit it deserves, and so we go to New York with, with you know, a little tentative nervousness, and we blow it out of the water. You know, we go, well, you know what, we can, we, we can play on this side of the fence as well, and we're just as capable. <laughs> Well, that said, I would like to open it up for questions. Yes. Well, online, I think it says you're planning to retire. I'll miss you so much. I love your character dancing and your athletic dances. They're amazing. Thank Can you. Can you tell us what your plans are? Um, I, we, we did speak and, you know, I was asked, is there any questions you would like to avoid? And that was one of them. <laughs> so, so but, in um, 10 years, Damien. But, you know, I mean, I'm actually happy to address, uh, you know, next season will be my last season with the company. Um, and I'm, of course, I'm sad about that, but only partly, you know, because there's also, you know, gratitude and, and appreciation and, I've made it this long, you know, um, and uh, my plan is that is the question that will not be answered yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. Oh, yes. Um, I have a question. How is it different when you partner with different ballerinas? The question is, how is it different when you partner with different ballerinas? Um, well, it is very different, uh, and there, you know, you develop a, a trust and a relationship and subtleties with people that you dance with regularly. Uh, but I think that when you're at a level such as this company and if you're unexpectedly required to switch partners quickly for some reason, that there's enough experience there to at least make that happen. Um, but, you know, I, I also welcome, I, I embrace the, the, the challenge, you know. Um, 
There are some ballerinas that I dance with regularly and we certainly have a developed um, relationship. It's nice to mix it up. It's nice to not always only execute what you trust that you can. It's, it's nice to explore the same information, the same choreography and steps, but with a, a different instrument, if I may say, a different partner. Um, to make it a completely, it's like a, just a different perspective. It's like rotating something, giving it a completely different angle, makes it more refreshing. So the question is, since this production is a co-production with Dutch National Ballet on another continent, and in the age of globalization and all of this technology, do you think we'll see more of that? I hope so. You know, I think because <clears throat> um, the funding for, for productions, uh, the size of this particular production, or, or many, to, to put on a production like this costs a lot of money and a lot of companies you know, perhaps are suffering or their government don't have the uh, artist, artists art support. Um, but to be able to collaborate and to make that exist and still happen, I think is a wonderful thing. I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to continue to happen, but I certainly hope it does. Mm -hmm. And next season, while it's not choreographed on different continents, we do have a new piece by Lexi Ratmansky. It's a co-production with ABT. So it is a full evening work. It's set to music by Shostakovich, but it's not a story driven. Mm -hmm. So there are more instances of this co-production business. Yes. Okay, the question is, in what way is this a collaboration? Um, we could probably both answer that, <laughs> but uh, I think who own rights to the production, who is funding the production, each company are contributing to that to make that exist. I think the production as far as sets and costumes and all of those things are shared. They send this pr the production from Holland to here. The costumes were built with you know enough you know lee uh, you know flexibility of, of making them larger or smaller to fit the casts um they were also the sets i believe were designed to be able to be altered to fit into both theaters so it's more just a, a financial um collaboration of funds in order to create the production and then the production is shared Right. Um, the, the question was, you thought that I, the collaboration was also of dancers. Um, yeah, there are, there are no dancers from the other company, the Dutch National Ballet, uh, who are performing on the stage with the San Francisco Ballet, um, or vice versa. I think it was during the creative process of when Christopher Wilden was creating the choreography, it was better to have each 
cast of, from both companies in the same studio at the same time to learn the information, yeah. I'm sorry? Repeat the question. <laughs> I'm no, afraid not. Just but San Francisco. Pretty much every other nationality. <laughs> Who is playing Cinderella? You know It's Francis. Francis Chung. She's Canadian. There's no cast list in this program. Oh, it's a casting insert. It's a white sheet, and it will be handed to you by the usher after this program. Yes. Yeah, while, whilst uh, it was being created and, and the, the choreography, the steps were being designed, um, some of the, only a very few dancers of the lead roles, the Cinderella's and the Prince, those few from Holland came here during that creative process. And then whilst the creative process was being continued, some of the principal dancers from here were sent to uh, Holland. <laughs> 